You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. It is yet again another episode of the People's Podcast Show. Thank you to the newbies. Thank you to the old heads. Thank you, everyone, for once again tuning in to the somewhat funny, somewhat maybe not funny, entertaining things that we have to say on a weekly basis. Um, if you don't know, this is the greatest podcast on the face of the earth. Welcome to it. I am Amber Nicole. I'm your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. And it's your boy, HJ on the mic. And we are collectively the People's Podcast, but we would not be here if it were not for the homie, the big homie, Uncle Ra. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, I actually am a terrible person and have not yet listened to the anniversary episode. Um. But I hear it was amazing. Probably listen to it tonight. Uh. If you have listened to it, thank you. Uh. For sticking around for a year, we are greatly appreciative. Um. Of all of you. So. That being said, I think we're going to jump right into it. Uh, if you don't know, and maybe you do know, we typically always start our show with a cute little segment called Happy Hour. And during Happy Hour, we sit around and we chit-chat. We tell each other how our week has been, um, good or bad. Uh, we'll let you guys know how we're feeling right now. And... It's typically our little catch-up time every week. So, who would like to start happy hour this week? I guess I'll do it. Go for it. Um, my happy. Well, my weekend was um, good. Uh, Saturday, I went to this restaurant in um, Rahway, New Jersey, with some good old seafood, and it was. Listen, I had I had to pledge myself, whereas. I said if I clean my house to the point where as I can go outside, <laughs> then I can take myself out to a restaurant. Okay. And in the mean and in the midst of me cleaning, my cousin came from PA. Shout out to my little cousin Jayla um and Jackie. Um so they came and surprised me. Um and I had to do a rush job, but it was a very good job. It wasn't like me throwing clothes into the closeting making sure that the closet was shut. It was like I was folding <laughs> clothes, throwing throwing clothes that I haven't worn in a while out. And then it was probably like sweeping and mopping, doing all that good old stuff. So by the time I was done, it was like one or two o'clock and then that the restaurant was open. And we we had some good old lobster rolls, um, some salmon, some shrimp, penne. It was like really good. Um, the restaurant is open Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't remember the name. I would shout you out, but probably on the next episode, I probably will. Um, it was really, really good. Like you can tell that the f- seafood was like very fresh. Um, everything. The customer service was great. You know, I love a good customer service. So yeah, everything was great. The experience is good. Um, Sunday, I did the whole breast cancer walk. In um, the good old town of Essex County, Newark, New Jersey. Um, I did that. And then uh, I touched base with some good frat and soror after for a good brunch um, afterwards. My week has been very 
Man, it was alright. My week was alright. It was just work, 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 work. Like Rihanna said, so it was just like more so work. So that's about it. Um, and today I'm here with my friends. So that's my happy hour. Let's see here. That's amazing. I'm glad that you had a good week. I'm glad that you enjoyed some nice seafood. Um, My friend got a turtleneck on, girl. It's a little brisk. (laughs) Okay. It's a little chill. So I figured that I would protect my neck. A new cut. A new turtleneck. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um... Man, all right, so my week has been a whirlwind, um, but I am blessed to say the least. I have been in constant conversation with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because things have just been transpiring. Um, I have been in a, uh, I am in a position of transition and, um, I'm going through the motions. So uh, last weekend was pretty cool. I really didn't do much. I did um, get up Saturday and run, run some errands. You guys don't know. I was involved in a car accident a couple weeks ago that totaled my vehicle. So I had to then go and just handle things for my car. Um, after that, I came home to Jersey City and uh, visited a friend I spent the day with her and we literally bummed on the couch all day binge watching TV and it's honestly probably my favorite pastime so um, shout out to Lauren I uh, definitely enjoyed my time with you and Gypsy what up Jip Um, (laughs) after that (laughs) uh, Sunday uh, I I went to church hallelujah Uh, it was uh, Sunday I had to usher So church was good Had an ushers meeting after church um, When I tell you old people just be They be meeting about nothing Like right. well, uh, ushers meeting just be them Talking and going back and forth with each other Well I paid the money for the for the rainbow tea Oh you did how much money we had $800 Oh yeah we raised that much No I mean <laughs> I gave so I I gave what we raised And then I had to give the rest Oh you gave the rest No well the church gave it to me Like why are we even Alright we raised $800 period Next point like I was like listen I gotta go Anyway uh, rest of my Sunday uh, Shout out to Quanisha We did our regular Sunday um, Power Sunday we watched Power And a bunch of other stuff I don't know if you um, Joe cause you know you're the TV man Have you gotten into Um the Godfather of Harlem. Girl, check. Oh, okay, good. That is a really great show. Got it. Um, check. That you you need to watch. If you don't, it you comes do, do on. Need to watch I do it. need to watch. I want to say it comes on <laughs> Epics. It does. Did you subscribe? Yeah, I got actually have it on my television. Well, I was afraid to subscribe because I saw that five ninety nine and I said <laughs> back out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but if you you know you could find it on that website. I told you to mm. watch stuff online. Check. Yep. So um. <laughs> Yeah, we we did that. Um, this week at work has just been like really grueling for the most part. Like just a lot going on. And um, today, right before the show, I actually didn't make it to pre-production because I had a trustee meeting at the church. Um, I was newly installed a trustee. Uh, 
about a month or so ago so it's just like trusty things and the reason i came in amber asked me like oh how was your meeting i was just like disheveled a little bit is because you know while i was in that meeting and talking you know i'm i'm the youngest person in that room like and a lot of the people who were there have are i mean they're all old enough to be my parents if not my grandparents and then it's just like i'm the youngest person in this room and for some reason uh god has appointed me this responsibility and i understand the capacity of the responsibility and i want to commit myself to that and it's just like you know i told him like and before we had the schedule to me and i told him i have to go because i have to, i told him i had to go to work because i could not tell them i was recording a podcast because i felt like they was going to ask me where my podcast was and i'm like i do not want y'all to know um how to listen to this show <laughs> so, how to <laughs> right like i'm not showing y'all i'm not putting it on your phones because that's what they would have asked me but you know it just um with everything that's going on with me right now um I feel like God has been moving me and through everything that, you know, even with the car accident, not being a good thing, but the things that are, that have happened since then. And with that happening, I have been blessed in so many ways. And I just know, and I feel, and I hear God saying to me, like, Asia, this is it. Like when, when this is, a, it's, things are about to turn around. Like you, you were waiting for this moment. This is it. And so I'm just, I'm overwhelmed and I'm anxious because I just feel like God, like I know that you are giving me so much responsibility. I just want to be able to, 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 to do it all, you know, and I want to be able to com like be uh, successful in it all and still maintain my sanity. So, you know, and that's a hard thing for me to do already. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. Um, all of those feelings I'm feeling, but I, one thing I am is happy to be here. Um, happy to be here where I am happy to be in the studio with my friends. Um, and happy to be talking to our friends out there. Um, thank y'all again for just listening to the people's podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah. One thing I want to say is I do apologize because Asia, you FaceTimed us yesterday and she was like, you look so nice. And I'm like, Oh, I gotta call you right back. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally forgot, so I do apologize yeah. for not FaceTiming you back. It's yesterday. okay. We all get busy, you know. We was at work and everything. Uncle Rock came with some gifts. I didn't even know that Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being. We got a friend. some wine. Ooh. It's a fine time oh, for God. some wine. Okay. All okay. right, Uncle Rock. No, it's okay. <laughs> Fifteen minutes of fame. Oh, I like them Cortezes. They's nice. I got me some too. Um, but yeah, what's up with you, Ann? Um. So my weekend was shortened because I actually had to work on Sunday. So, um, my weekend was really only Saturday. And I ran some errands on Saturday. My mom had me up, text me at like 8 a.m. Like, hey, want to go to Walmart or something like that? I'm <laughs> like, all right, girl. Or something. And um, so I was doing that and I was like out on Saturday. Sunday came. I knew I really couldn't do much on Saturday since I had to be at work. Um, did my shift. That went well. And then I went to brunch after the shift with some good people. I had a good time at brunch. Um, in Newark after that came Monday and it's just like thank goodness I work somewhere right if I work on a weekend I get to get a comp day during the week so I took that day yesterday 
Um, Monday and Tuesday were fine. Oh my god, yesterday. At work. Sorry. <laughs> um, Monday and Tuesday were fine at work. Um, yesterday, I had a good time with the homies. Uh, impromptu happy hour. Um, that was fun. <laughs> the rain was stupid. It was really. It was trash, really bad. But my time that I had out was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's went. Nice. I then went to my alma mater um, for a program that my chapter of my sorority put on. It was a really good uh, program. Um, got to meet and converse with some of the interests. So that's always cool. Then after that, went out with one of my sorors um, to a new little spot in Newark. Probably won't be going there again. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't like... I don't like their drinks. Like their drinks are very weak. Mm. Um, they don't look you out really. Like mm. I like a bar where like if you go to the bar, like, and they see that you know you had a long fucking day, mm-hmm. they look you out. But this place, like all their drinks have one calculated shot in oh, it. Wow. Like calculate with that little black thing that they put I on hate it. it. I'm like uh, no, and for the price, I'm like no, it's not even worth it. The food wasn't even good. So I probably won't be going back there. Maybe I'll go there like if I if I feel like dancing or something and I want to do hookah. But for the food and drinks, like I would need to pregame to go there. Mm. Um, I'm lit twenty one. I don't I don't care. Um, lit twenty one. The old the the old the new Mr. Adams oh. Carter. Oh, my Carter Highway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it's a nice little vibe in there. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's a sister. Of like lobby and mm-hmm. all those other places, barcode. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of it's one of them. Mm-hmm. Eat, play, chill kind of thing. They got like a little the big Connect Four and like the vibe is really dope. But it's just the drink. Like they I would have to pregame to yeah. go there. Um, so that was that, and now we're here on Thursday. Um, taking off yesterday made me not realize that today was Thursday. Honestly. And I'm like, oh shit! Like we record today. If, if like this is one week where it feels like it was a, it was actually a week that went past. Yeah. Between last episode, um, sometimes I feel like, damn, we were just here, but this time, um, it really felt like it was a week that went past. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here. Yes. Oh, I did start this episode, huh? Mm-hmm. So, um, after happy hour, we typically get into our next segment which is called thriving while black um just to give you a little synopsis on what thriving while black is it's a play on words um kind of flipped driving while black which has a negative connotation flip that on its head to thriving while black where we highlight and acknowledge um african-american individuals um minorities who are just doing a damn thing and whether they're small town heroes or celebrities um we we just want to use our platform platform to bring a light to whatever good it is that they're doing um in the community and this week i wanted to acknowledge a young woman by the name of Tony D. Rivera. Mm-hmm. And um, some of you may know who she is, some of you may not. But Tony D. Rivera is a public figure who was recently on The Breakfast Club. And that's how I was actually like 
how, how she came into my radar. She had an interview on the breakfast club the other morning. Um, and basically her, what she calls herself is an anti sex trafficking activist. Um, she's actually a former victim of sex trafficking as well as a former sex trafficker. Wow. Um, yeah, she, just to give a very quick background on her story, um, she was brought into the life, I believe, in her early teens. Um, she was a teenager around the time that Freaknik was popping, if y'all know what Freaknik is down in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> she, you know, met someone who basically took advantage of her and put brought her into the life, basically. And she went from being, you know, in this life um, to, to becoming a recruiter for him. And she was recruiting, recruiting young women from all walks of life. And um, now, fast forward, you know, she is a, an extremely integral um, player, factor in uh, uh, rescuing young women who are currently, right now, uh, being abducted. We, we can't turn a blind eye to all these missing persons, all these Amber Alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, ain't that many ain't that many abductions in the world so it's really it opened my eyes up so much so much so that i commented on her post like i found her instagram and i'm like hey i'm gonna be shouting you out on our you know on our podcast because people need to know about this so this it wasn't even a a moment for me to like promote the, the, the show because i didn't even tag the show but it's like i want her to we we talked about people smelling their flowers uh-huh. while they're here and i'm like yo even though Whatever our podcast is, whatever little level we on, I want you to know that you're seen, you're acknowledged, and you're appreciated. Um, so I'm not going to go too much into it because she's actually a part of my uh, social segment. So I just wanted to give her background. And, you know, she's a survivor of sex human trafficking. She's a speaker. She's an author, an activist, life coach. Um she has her own businesses. One is called um, Climb Organization, and another one is called Roxanne Event. So she's all about rescuing people. Um, well, I'm sorry, rescuing uh, young women who have been brought into the sex trafficking life, um, getting these young women off of the streets and back into their homes. And I think that is very important for, I implore you to, if you don't do nothing else, at least just take a look at her Instagram page, because not only is she showing her lifestyle and her family, but sis is literally posting the Amber alerts. She's literally posting, yo, if anybody is in West Philly and has seen this young lady hit me and she's very much involved. I'll get into how much, how involved she is in this shit. Cause it's really like her. She opened my eyes to some wild shit that I, I, I feel almost embarrassed that I, I didn't even think about. Uh-huh. I didn't even know that this shit was like this. Like I knew sex trafficking and human trafficking was a thing, but I didn't know it was like this. So I hope that I'm able to, Put enough emphasis on this so that someone else takes a few seconds to go research and check it out themselves. So you miss Tony D. Rivera. Shout out to you. You are this week's Thriving While Black. Word up. Shout out to her. I need to go and watch that interview. Oh, it's really good. I implore everyone to go watch that interview as well as the Centoya Brown interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just on Breakfast Club as well. Right, right, right. right. And, and, and Tony D. Rivera was an integral part of Centoya coming home. That's awesome. 
That was I, dope. I like to see how, um, you know, to see women doing that and and committing to that work and the result of that work is a woman like Centoya Brown being, you know, released from jail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good that that energy is out there. And I think that we should, you know, look into doing more of that. You know, uh, not just women helping other women, but like just those small missions that people don't. It's not it's a big mission, but it's small to other people because nobody really is thinking about that, you know, mm-hmm. like the way that they should. But those are things that Cause we should because it didn't happen to them. So it's just like those are things that we could really do better as people and to making sure that we shed light on those things because that's still happening every single right day. now i think she said mm-hmm. once every second mm-hmm. literally once every second like somebody's abducted. somebody's like, abducted and you and when you think about it, when you get them amber alerts on your phone like people don't i don't know like and i i'm, I'm guilty like i think about it, i'm like oh my god like somebody reported an amber alert. i'm thinking oh it's probably like a dad who took their kid from the mom and the mom reported but you don't know like it could be just that like some sex trafficker picking up some kid and right. riding away with this kid and this kid is never to be seen again and nobody thinks about it because you just get that amber alert on your phone and then that's it. it, is, it I'm not sure the proximity of it mm-hmm. but I think the same thing mm-hmm. so it's just like more so like okay I'm in my house so I'm not going to be able to at least be aware of mm-hmm. that Toyota license mm-hmm. plate XYZ so it was just like now hearing the story is just like yo gotta be more aware yeah gotta be very aware and like um gotta make mindful. sure and be mindful yeah yep. so i like that yeah what's next, next uh, on the we're gonna docket. get into the socials if you heard last week's episode and if you're if you've been listening you can kind of hear that we have a um different format to the show not exact not super different but we've just added a bit more structure to the show so now we'll be getting into the socials and if you don't know um now each of us has our own specified uh genre so to speak or uh yeah genre of topics that we're going to be speaking about each week instead of just celebrity news or just gossip or just shows or whatever so um who wants what do, what do we have any? I could go first with celebrity sure. news. Um, it's celebrity news, I want to tell you guys, have, has been, like, all over the place. And there are things that I see in celebrity news that I'm like, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Although I probably should. Right? And so if there are things. Your pen. If there are things that you guys see that's going on during the week and you want me to address it as far as celebrity news is concerned, um, feel free to email us at it's the people's podcast at gmail.com or uh, just hit up the DMs on Instagram at the people's podcast. And let me know, like, Asia, I think we should talk about this because I'm going to be quite frank with you. If I think that this is stupid, I'm not talking about it. Um, however... It's my job to report the news, so I do have some stupid shit to report. Um, But this is not stupid, but this is something that I got excited about when I read it online today on Baller Alert, is that Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G. are among the first nine 
nominees to be added to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next year. Um, so things aren't finalized as them like being official nominees, but they are one of the nine people that are being considered. I think that that adding those two people would be like duh rightfully so like you I would think that them. Biggie would have came Big, Biggie would have been there I thought well, Whitney Houston would have been there so right. if not if not then then now is definitely the perfect time um their names among others were people that mm, I guess some of us can care about but it's the Dave Matthews band the Doobie Brothers E Motorhead Pat Benatar Soundgarden, T-Rex, and then Lizzie. The only people I know is Pat Benatar, E-Motorhead, and the Dave Matthews Band. So Facts. There's that. Um, some returning nominees include Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Nine Inch Nails. I know them. Shaka Khan. Um, and that's uh, that's very uh, surprising to me that Shaka Khan is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of right. Fame. Um in order to be eligible for nomination, an artist or the band must have released its first commercial recording at least two years before the year of nomination. And you know that that has already been accomplished by Whitney and um, Biggie. So it's just looking like that, you know, they're throwing some names around right now. And the nominees were will be announced um, pretty soon so I am looking forward to that um, inductees will be announced in January and the induction ceremony will be May 2nd at Cleveland's public auditorium um, next up in some celebrity news is um, I have some more news about well I don't know if you guys uh, I'm, I, this is not a great segue but we talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I'm just thinking like okay what's some major major stuff going on I don't know how many of you care but I care a little bit about Zoe Kravitz being casted as Catwoman in the new movie called The Batman um, she's an actress and a model and she has been cast as the anti-hero Selena, Ka- Selena Kyle, whose alter ego is Catwoman in the upcoming film Batman. She will be star opposite of Robert Pattinson, who's playing Batman. Um, Warner Brothers is producing the film. And according to Variety Magazine, filming is, is expected to begin sometime in late 2019 and into 2020. The Batman movie is scheduled to hit theaters on June 25th. 2021 so um yeah it's not coming (laughs) out so 2021 so i know there's a lot of you like movies like that right amber did you go see like the the joker yet are you interested in seeing it though okay i'm not going to see it so i will expect to hear report back from you (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to see the movie with my fucking um Jennifer Lopez and Cardi B and them. Oh, I saw that. It was good. Uh, yes, it I want to go see. It was that. interesting. It was uh, what was it called? Um, I forget, but I plan on seeing that. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah, yeah, go yeah, see that. Um, I'm interested in that. I heard that was like a true story based on a true story, right? Yes. yes. So, um, yeah, I want to go see that. That's um, some other news I have. I'm not sure if you guys know too much about this. I briefly. Um, spoke about this and i'm gonna hop back into two other quick 
quick topics but i don't know if you guys remember when i reported a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago about the whole chrisley drama with the family um todd chrisley's the chrisley's that be on tv i forget mm-hmm. the, the yes. name Chris of their show right growing up chrisley yes and so you know they were being sued and and everything for tax evasion and there's just been so much drama within the family i know todd uh the most recent report is todd chrisley has been trying to intimidate his daughter by accusing her of having an affair with a Georgia tax official, excuse me. And he <laughs> warned her that he had a sex tape and of her and that he would release it if she doesn't like do some cooperation with for him, right? So, um this girl, his daughter, her name is Lindsay Chrisley, I believe. She mm-hmm. went on Dr. Phil and talked to Dr. Phil about all this stuff. Dr. Phil ain't real, bro. Real or do we think that this is all for the show? I think it's all for the show. This whole right. with the whole Dr. Phil thing happening. Yeah. But I just think like for I never expect like I've only seen very few episodes of this show. Um the Chrisley show and uh, you know I used to get a laugh out of it but the impression that I got of these people I would just not imagine that this would be going on it's not like she went on in Yonla right the beloved so I'm just so confused as to what's going on she says her father told her he had new photos and a sex tape of her allegedly purchased by her brother Chase for $5,000 and Dr. Phil asked if it was a veiled threat that Todd might go to the media about her alleged affair with this tax person and Lindsay said well that's how she took it so she went to her lawyers about it I think that is so messy and nasty and other messy news Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) I know y'all had to see him the whole video recording of him grouping up with the lady which looked like it was very (laughs) welcoming but the lady decided to press charges and say he sexually assaulted her and so now he's going to be facing more allegations of sexual abuse as a newly unsafe indictment was revealed on Tuesday this past so according to Deadline outside of his whole groping incident he's now being accused of forcible touching and third degree sexual abuse in a matter from last year so based on the indictment paperwork the newly unveiled incident is said to have occurred at Tao downtown around 4.24 a.m. on October 24, 2018. The forcible touch and third degree sexual abuse charge comes with a maximum prison time of a year and three months. Similar to that of other charges that he faces. So he turned himself into police on Tuesday for booking just before his arraignment hearing. Rumors spread of claims up to a dozen women being brought forward. So is these rumors held little weight because the, the DA office introduced 12 uncharged acts as examples of alleged misconduct. Um, but some reports are saying that the incidents range from 2001 at the W Hotel in L.A. to 2018 at Santa Monica's Shore Bar with that whole thing that happened with the lady. So I don't know. His attorney asked the judge to separate the charges into two trials so his so that Cuba Gooding Jr. can address the initial claims and, you know, in the time that he can. So as of now, the judge has not issued a ruling on the defense lawyer's request as to um they still have to set a trial date 
for Cuba Gooding Jr. So that's just it's all messy, 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 mess. Um, when it comes to like this whole the sexual misconduct thing, I just say that everybody needs to be careful. Don't touch nobody that don't want to be touched. Don't touch people <laughs> that you don't know because they might say that they didn't want you to touch them. You know, because when I first saw that video that came out before of him like groping up the lady, the lady like she came to him, approached him, and you know was nice with him, and it seemed like it was welcoming. But then again, you just don't know because sometimes it might look like something or just because the lady came to sit next to him, maybe she didn't want to be touched like that. Correct. So it could be that as well. But I just tell to everyone, man, woman, child, boy, girl, don't touch nobody that you don't know and don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Right. Point and blank, it, period. And because if they hit you, hit they ass the fuck Right. Down. Well, that's that's a different thing. That's <laughs> self-fucking-defense if, if you hear one, if I know one thing. Um, last, I, I had two other things. I just want to give, I'm just going to give a short, quick um, fuck you to the John E. Reed and Associates. Um, they're, they're, they're the company that is responsible for creating the interrogation technique that was used on the Exonerated Five when they were being questioned about the um, Central Park Five case, that that technique that those prosecutors or those people were using to interrogate those boys um, came from John E. Reed and Associates, and it's called the Reed Technique, which was developed in the 1940s. And so now John E. Reed and Associates has sued Ava DuVernay and Netflix over the interrogation scene um, that happened in When They See Us. And they're basically... Just trying to say that, you know, Avery DuVernay portrayed it wrong, like in a in a bad way. And now it's defamation of character. Let's just I just want to say, fuck you. OK, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Period. Like, I'm not even going to get all the way into it. Lastly, I'm not sure if you guys uh, listened, uh, was tuned into the social medias today when there have been clips of Lisa Ray um, on a, an interview for, I guess, Uncensored. It's called That Comes on TV One. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how Dwayne Martin is a big reason as to why her marriage ended. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently um, she says that she was friends with Dwayne Martin first because of their relationship when she was on that show that he was on with, the, I forgot that show. All of us? All of us. All of us, right. He was on All of Us and they became friends um, during that time and she introduced them introduced him to her husband um and so we already know that there was this thing that came out with nicole murphy who um i guess kissed her husband or something like that um and now that their relationship had came out and it's like nicole murphy was like a home wrecker but it seems like she wasn't the only one who played a role in the demise of her marriage because she is upset <laughs> lisa ray is upset with Dwayne martin she um goes to say that somehow within that relationship she I lost my husband I'm quoting Lisa Ray to Dwayne Martin and they became better friends than what me and my husband oh. did and I couldn't understand for the love of God what um, kind of friendship would they have so she said that her husband mm -hmm. used to introduce her no Dwayne Martin used to introduce her husband to different women that her husband was sleeping with mm -hmm. and so now she mm -hmm. blaming him 
for doing that. And I get it. I get it 100%. But your your husband got a mind of his own, and he could do it, anything he wanted to do. However, for somebody to be your friend and then present your significant other in those type of spaces, and they supposed to have some type of loyalty to you, sucks. Now, one thing is I would say is this from watching them clips, right? I For you to come on TV and put out this you know, the way you did, and I get it, you want uncensored, but you really came out there to get on your soapbox and tell your side of the story, which Not means, soapbox. so to me, I'm just thinking like, there's another side to this, like, it has to be something else on the other side, I'm not saying that sis truth ain't her truth, but now I want to know the whole story, mm. so, um, I'm going to watch the episode of Uncensored, but I imagine that everything that we saw on social media is probably everything, as far as that, is, is going to be everything that we see. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to stay uh, tuned for to, tuned to it, in tune with it, if, if I should say. Um, but that's all I'm going to give y'all for the celebrity gossip portion of the socials this week. Well, that was pretty in- informational. Well, listen, I tried to do the best that I could. You did what good, I friend. I like the notes you had. You Thank did you. real good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the notes. Your notes um, so now we're going to allow It's Your Boy to take it away with his segment. You want to introduce your portion of the socials, John? Yes, it's your boy HJ back at it again with What's on the Tube. Yes. This week on the Tube, you know, Television had me a little upset Ooh, because I bad. really didn't understand what was going on on the tube this week. <laughs> like I, I tried to do, I, tr- <laughs> I tried to indulge in television, but you know what? It's a lot of things that was going on. People was dying, people was Ooh. going through mental issues, and yeah. I'm sitting up there like, damn, all in one episode. Like, what's going on? So last week I introduced you guys to a segment, not a segment, um, a television show called All American. So you know I tried to follow up on um, episode two. Mm-hmm. So episode two came um, entitled "Speak Your Cloud." Ooh, speak your cloud. Right, speak your cloud. So um, it goes into it, it welcomes us into like the segment of like you know Coop. She she was like um, she just moved back in with her family um you know she just came out to her mother her mother is this um god-fearing woman and she doesn't really know how to feel about her daughter being um, a lesbian and her um coop's girlfriend just like just messing with her head so you know coop wrote this song that that she eventually let her mother listen to and like her mother now realizes how she feels then we got layla that she's having parent like she's her father is um this rich artist that has recently like found love in another woman because you know layla um's mother that you find out later on well not later on later um earlier in the episode season one um whereas layla's mother passes away and her father is like hurting so he finds love in other women but he's neglecting um layla and she's like really going through a lot of issues so in season two episode two she's sitting here like she's in like the bathtub and it looks like she's drowning herself to me, I thought she was in like one of a Janet Jackson video, Ooh. and oh, she like was the one where she was in that movie along with the, the Tyler Perry movie, and she was in the bathtub. T- yeah, and she was coming out, and she came <laughs> out of it. Spencer, Spencer was calling her, trying to trying to figure out why she was late for class, but she was in the water. But then mm. she lied to him, telling him like, "Oh yeah, I had dinner, I had breakfast with my um 
with my father he later found out at the ending of the episode that she was lying mm-hmm. she's really going through mental issues because um someone had broken into their mansion earlier in earlier in season one mm-hmm. later on when she was like going through like the like the struggle between her father and um little ma because little ma Ooh. um little ma was in season one being his girlfriend mm-hmm. um she like took a golf Who club little ma? ma like she a rapper or something not little mama. Oh, little, little mama. mama. Oh, okay. <laughs> little mama. I said little mama. The man ma. said little mama. <laughs> Remy <That's>... ma. <laughs> little ma. I'm like, who? Everybody got a little. Not little mama. <laughs> little. It's funny. funny. Oh. So little mama, that's the one I'm talking about. Damn so it. So little mama was on, on season, um, season one. So, um. Layla had like this whole little struggle with like um like dealing with her father, like sharing her father with another woman. Mm -hmm. So she took a golf club and like wrecked the house. So now um we find out that we that she's sitting here in the in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. So um we go to Spencer where Spencer is sitting here and we find out on and the the ending of episode one, Mm -hmm. this gentleman, this young gentleman um, is introduced to Spencer's biological father with a hug, and it looks like they know each other. But we find out in episode two, this guy is from Arizona, and he um, is someone that was living in the household with his girlfriend. This is um, Spencer's father's ex-girlfriend's son. We don't know how what kind of relationship it is, but it looks like somewhat of a relationship that um, Spencer had with Coach. But... Spencer like got out of hand when he found out the guy was living with his father and all this mm-hmm. other stuff like overreacting but mm-hmm. like what pissed me off was Spencer's mother was in the background talking about some get out the house when baby girl like he just left baby girl baby girl like <laughs> he he left you off on the hook and he told you that you don't got to get a DNA test mm-hmm. on the youngest son now because you kicked me out the house i'm about to get a dna test damn i want to and this is just me because like yo you pissed me off because now i just gave you i gave you a a a get out of jail free card and now i'm revoking it because you passed go too many times Mm. and you collected two hundred dollars and you need to give it all back (laughs) i want it back all back so go to Empire. Empire confused me this First week. First of all, I didn't even know that it was back. It's like four episodes in right now, right? Yes, it is. It, it, this episode is called "Tell the Truth." Oh, tell the truth. So you Did know, Jesse's tell the truth. Jesse is not on the episode oh. because you know he had one. He has one season off, mm-hmm. and like next season, if it was quote unquote mm-hmm. air quotes, it was gonna be another season with him on it. Mm-hmm. But because this is the last season, it's just like he. This is the season eight. Like, like they so are they playing in it to the whole thing that like, because remember he said he had to go away and he couldn't be here anymore yes so that's what they playing they're into. playing into that so mm-hmm. they mentioned him a couple times like how we miss him like cookie mm-hmm. said a couple times in this episode but you know andre had a baby okay, so yeah. the baby the baby's name i forget the name is um lucius's um real last name into mm-hmm. lions so oh. whatever it is um but Cookie's seeing um, a therapist in this episode. And we later mm-hmm. find out in this episode that she goes to see the therapist. And as she relieves some of her stress, because she wasn't getting some, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't getting sleep. Mm-hmm. Nine months later, she gets in the car just like a couple seasons ago when Lucius almost died pushing Cookie out the way when mm-hmm. the car was exploding. She was getting in the car and the car exploded. So it kind of confuses me because I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, everybody trying to get themselves 
together Mm -hmm. and they dying so that brings me to power like damn now lakeisha is sitting up here trying to freaking leave (laughs) oh she said she got the car the house the kids and the dog she got it all she trying to go though she trying to go she was trying to leave Mm -hmm. like she she's all she said she was trying to get her baby back out the cop car mm-hmm. like she was afraid she didn't even read it like she didn't even read the she paper that the co- she, she just signed. signed it like i'm like lakeisha you ain't even asked for a copy mm-hmm. you know some people for copy. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes like you you say let me read it for a second she didn't even read it she just was so afraid which was so stupid like i'm sitting up here like lakeisha like you could at least say give me a second let me read it but that damn cop is not really Yo, she's not really, really like intimidating. She, no, and then you know what? The way that this whole season has been happening, it's just like one thing after another. And when it came to Lakeisha, I keep calling because I want to call her Lala. Me too. But Lakeisha, she was. It's for me. It was like you had it coming. <laughs> Right. You, like she she had it coming she tried to be this ride or die down for whatever i got you tommy i'm gonna do this tommy right. i'm down and then it's like you got shooken up you got shaken up like yeah. you and i i get it this person put your kid in the back of the cop car like about to take your baby but what she should have did was she should have told tommy right as soon as that happened and she talked to him that little boy shouldn't have had to relay that message the to little tommy. boy told right he told and then he tommy go home like so how was your day, Keisha? Oh, it was good. It was back at love. Right. Bitch, you should have been like, I got pulled over by the cops. They made me sign some paperwork. Right. Because now that she's dead, when Tommy goes to Tasha about why she's dead, Tasha is going to show Tommy the papers that Keisha neglected to tell him that she signed. And he bought a whole little ring. Mm-hmm. I told you he got the house, the car, the kids, and the... He did. He failed to get the dog. But she, he got the ring. He got yeah. the ring. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is? It's just like Uncle Rob brought something up um, earlier today in, um, while we were getting set up for this episode. Whereas, like, why did homegirl, the officer, take the damn glass, glass for the- evidence out of, out of truth? Whereas Ghost was in jail beating people up. So you had his Killing. DNA. You have his DNA. You got his prints. Like so what why would why did they you have to ass, why man. did you have to take that when you could have just asked somebody for his DNA or his fingerprints? That was stupid. Unless she stupid. tested it like in silence. Like she didn't want it to be on record, so she just did it like on her own. But you see what the whole other homie did? He he planted a freaking um unicorn. A, a, a fucking microphone inside of the unicorn. You mm-hmm. see what happened to him? Everybody that tries to do stuff on their own ends up dead mm-hmm. or they end up fired with no job. So you need to go listen to somebody and or mind your goddamn business. You like know take who me to do to it. Go? Roll Timmy. Timmy gotta go. No, you know who need to go? You know, I could have sworn that Tasha... You gonna say Tariq need to go. Tasha <laughs> should have... I thought Tasha was gonna die on that last episode. Yeah. It would have been... It would have gave me a plot twist if she would have died because now Tariq would have been out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, who the hell's gonna teach him the game? He would have been... <laughs> 
teacher the game. Who going? Who going? True to? He's not really true, true to, the, to game. the game. He's not really true to it. He's not hip to it. Mm. But whatever it is, like I'm, I'm looking forward to see because I'm gonna watch it because you know now that I put it to the mic, I gotta give you what's on the tube. But the only series that sat up here and that gave me a run for my money this week on the tube was The Godfather of Harlem. It oh, was I'm so very, glad. It was very, very good. I mean, That's like you my know, show. it was. It was. I was like. I was like looking at them Bobby and you know Johnson, not, not only not only did it shake the table with what the series is about but it also left me going on Apple Music to look at mm-hmm. some of the songs that's on there. Mm-hmm. There's a new song, you know, shout out to Wale cuz he mm-hmm. got, came up with a new new album, but yes, he he does it. have some soundtracks, some songs that are premiered on on the show show, one being hallelujah and Mm -hmm. he's being he's a featured um artist on the album and you know i was bumping into my Mm -hmm. car you know it it makes people shake the table when you just ride past them (laughs) but you know i'm just at the stop like just bumping my head but whatever (laughs) it is it's really dope you know godfather is um about the um the late ellsworth raymond Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. So you know, I know a lot of y'all guys. You guys know about the um the movie that came out in two thousand and seven called American Gangster about Frank Lucas. Mm-hmm. Frank Lucas is um Bumpy Johnson's prodigy. Mm-hmm. So you know it. This episode um and it just like um your homegirl said this um this series starts out in like the early 1960s 1963 to be exact mm-hmm. whereas bumpy is getting ready to get out of jail mm-hmm. and you know he's faced with a lot of adversities because now like he was he's coming from the time whereas he ran the streets and mm-hmm. everybody respected him but now he's on the streets and it's just like now I gotta he gotta reclaim he, I everything. gotta reclaim everything yeah. so it's just like and people still held him to that regard like when he came home and they had that big party for him people was asking him for shit yes. like he just got out of jail right so it's just like more so um it's just him holding himself to the, the, the to the stature that he was before he went to jail and one thing that I do um I do like what I see and it sets them itself it, it sets itself apart from the other um the other um shows that we we premiered this week is the fact that one thing in particular on episode three, whereas Bumpy Johnson's um, daughter had got raped by the police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, originally she said that she he got raped by what the white cop. guy. Mm-hmm. But um, when he got raped by the white cop, he said he sat down and told his daughter like, yo, I looked him in his eyes. He didn't rape you. Did the black guy do it? Ew. And. And she said, she said, yeah, but you always told me to respect our own. Look out for our kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that she said that is a similar fact. Like, yes, there's some things. And that, I knew that was why she did it. Right. I knew that was why. It is. Excuse me. There's a lot of things that, that, that there's a lot of um good, um, good comments, good vibes. And also like like different things that really like stood out to me is the simple fact like at that moment in time yo we need to continue to look out for ourselves this happened in the 1960s and like honestly we really need to continue to make sure that we look out for our kind because guess what nobody else is gonna look out for us except for us and at the ending of episode three 
Um, Bumpy called somebody called Big Dick Ricky. Mm, something some about bust Buster something. Somebody Big came Dick out. Some Buster something. Somebody like that. was unbuckling their pants, and the the guy that raped his daughter got. Hey, so basically, Bumpy he got had raped. Ca- hey, he had kidnapped, or he had his people kidnap the guy that actually raped his daughter, and they had Buster Big Dick Buster yes, and come he, through and bust and his bu- ass. And, and and that's basically. What I feel like should continue to happen Ooh. in terms of <laughs> no, yeah. uh, what I'm talking about is like <laughs> if I have a problem with anybody, nobody else should know but the people in the room. Why? Because we we if something happens, we we're so quick to put it at the forefront, mm-hmm. and then not only us putting at the forefront, like everybody that's not involved in is putting at the forefront. And that's kind of how because um, Malcolm X is also. His fine ass in that goddamn show, but Nigel, not Nigel, um, the T, yeah, he playing Malcolm X, but he, um, his whole ideal, like how he operates on that, is just based off of like what you saying, like how we handle things within our community, we don't let the right. outside. So when it came right. to Bumpy finding out about the assault on his daughter, Bumpy was about to do some other shit, but Malcolm was like, no, let's handle it like this. Let's handle let's it keep accordingly. it on the inside type of thing. You so, know what I'm saying? So Michael, um, Michael, Malcolm X is played by, um, the only real person I can really think is he played in Selma and he was yeah. Also, he was also. Um, Did he play Malcolm X before though? Yes. No. I I think he played Malcolm X before, but um, the last role that I think he played in that I can really remember that we can be really relatable because I'm all about like '90s and sh- '90s and stuff is um, Tamara's boyfriend and sister sister. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was Tamara's boyfriend, the light skinned guy that was mm-hmm. Tamara's boyfriend and sister sister. So if you can get the visual, mm-hmm. um, like yo, um. This week, I did love. I, I I'm looking forward into seeing more episodes of The Godfather, um, The Godfather of Harlem. From what I did my research on, I it's only two more episodes left, and I'm like, really, cringe. it's a short series like that. It's like five episodes. Oh, that sucks. So, that's a part of my but Sunday you, time. But 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 guess what? Like, I, I could understand why because you know, you just um, want to tell the story because Bumpy died in 1968, yeah. and then that gives you the story of Frank Lucas, which started yeah, in 1970. 70. So you can really understand the short amount of time because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people, like the Italians, have been saying in the mm-hmm. series that they're trying to kill him. Yep. So that so I like the fact that it's short, but it's getting straight to the point. Yeah. So this is oh God, what's on the so tube. Good this week so stay tuned next week to what's on the tube because hopefully episode four and all these other episodes that we spoke about this week are giving you a lot more buzz because if it's not then i'm gonna go to another channel so stay tuned next week you don't watch you did you watch the basketball wives reunion no i did not so i'm gonna I'm catch up we're gonna do that next yeah, week yeah okay oh my god part two just came out so just catch up because it's t Amber, just give us the real news that we really should be talking about. <laughs> okay. What should um, we be knowing for real? So in other news. Ooh, I think that's, I'm going to name that the name of my my news segment. In, in other, other news. Because <laughs> um, we so, going in. Right. In other news. Um, I have two stories that I really wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I appreciate y'all going first because like I, f- I was telling Joe at pre-production that I feel like my segment my news segment is always so sad mm-hmm. and down because the news is always so sad and down mm-hmm. so sorry to bring it from a 10 to a 2 right now. But these now. are things that we probably should be knowing. Uh, I mean it is what it is. It, it, I, yeah that, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you do need to know You do it. need to know. Um, <laughs> so first and foremost I want to send um, on behalf of the show, show and send mm-hmm. our condolences to the family of Representative Elijah Cummings, yes. um, who has transitioned, um, passed away today, um, age sixty-eight. Mm. Crazy. Mm. Shout 68. out to you, frat. Rest That's in peace. Like, uh, yeah, that that is our frat brother. Um, if you don't know who Elijah Cummings is, no worries, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I want to say before I get into his whole spiel, I really don't want his passing to be um, compressed into the soundbite of, like, he was a key figure in the impeachment uh, uh, process for Trump. Because he was just so much more than that. Yeah. Like, that's just the last shit that he was doing. Like, his family was sharecroppers, right? Yeah. So, like, that's just the ending of his story. And he literally worked... For his community till his last breath, um, one, one extremely respected uh, chairman of the House of Oversight and Reform Committee, um, longtime Maryland Democrat, key figure, um, again leading the investigations into Donald Trump. Um, he died of complications concerning a long-standing health challenge. I heard this morning that it was complications from a surgery. Actually, um, I didn't even know he was sick mm-hmm. which sucks right um he had represented maryland's 7th congressional district since 1996 wow right served as the chairman of the house of oversight and reform committee and he was one of the panels involved again in the impeachment inquiry of the person who's sitting in the white house as president so um, as he led the investigative efforts, he also he also clashed publicly with Trump. We've seen that over and over again. Um, over the summer, Trump uh, tried to use his tweets, um, as he always does, to uh, once again separate and divide us. He tweeted uh, disparaging remarks towards Cummings in the Maryland district. Um, I'm not going to say the things that he tweeted because who gives a fuck? Fuck Trump. Um, but what I will say is that uh, Chairman Cummings would respond to some of the president's tweets and he'd say things uh, like, Mr. President, um, quote, Mr. President, I go home to my district daily. Each morning I wake up and I go and fight for my neighbors. It is my constitutional duty to conduct oversight of the executive branch, but it is my moral duty to fight for my constituents. So that just shows that he was a not in any way, any form, any shape, afraid of president of the president. Um, and just like Donald Trump could spew out the hate from his Twitter account. Um, Representative Cummings came back with not, not didn't come back with hate, but mm-hmm. just facts, which mm-hmm. is something that the president uh, seems not to know much about. So 
Um, just a few more words from House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler. He called um, Cummings a giant of public service. And Senator Ben Cardin said that his fellow Marylander ga uh, guaranteed a voice to so many who would otherwise not have one. Um, in terms of his background and in terms of where he came from, I think it's important that we highlight these things instead of just the fact that he was one of the leading uh, factors in the impeachment inquiry for the president. Uh, earlier this year, Cummings discussed how even at a young age, he faced racial violence in trying to integrate parts of his neighborhood. Um, quote, we were trying to integrate an Olympic sized pool near my house mm. and we had been constrained to a waiting pool in the black community. Mm. As we tried to march to that pool over six days, I was beaten all kinds of rocks and bottles thrown at me. Um, Cummings was born and raised in Baltimore. Uh, that's also his, you know, his district. Mm -hmm. um, he's the son of a former sharecropper. Um, and I mean, let's really think about that. Like, if we go back to our old history lessons, mm -hmm. like his parents mm -hmm. were sharecroppers. sharecroppers like, yeah. like, wow. Like we, we think how we think that these times for our people were so far away, and it's like. It Cummings could have been our parent. Mm -hmm. Right. Because my mom is 61. Mm -hmm. My father is 72. Okay. So his grandparents, I mean, I'm sorry, his parents could have been our grandparents. Facts. And that's like two generations away and that he, they, they were sharecroppers. Like it's really crazy when you look at life um, on this spectrum of time and see how much time we were free. And how much time we weren't. It's really, it's really amazing to really, it, it, it's, I think it's imperative that we, take that two seconds to realize that Jim Crow was not that long ago. Uh -huh. um, he was born in 1951, graduated from Baltimore City College High School in 1969. He practiced law and served for 14 years in the Maryland House of Delegates, um, where according to his congressional website, he became the first African-American in Maryland history to be named Speaker Pro uh, pro tem um, in 96 that's when he was first elected to the u.s congress and he was re-elected last year in the seventh congressional district with 76 percent of the vote so rest in peace um to my frat brother to representative cummings um hopefully your work will be continued from you know you've done an immeasurable amount uh not just in the amount of accomplishments you have, but just the severity and, and the, the, the weight of the things that you've done. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really important and it's really important for us to just take a step back sometimes and really realize what the fuck is going on around us mm -hmm. and the people who are working literally to their last breath to make sure that our country remains the, the greatest country in the world. So it's a lot of people who really take that for granted um, and really take our freedoms for granted and really mm -hmm. take the fact that like we could just get up and start a business or we could just get up as women and walk outside with like a short skirt on or, mm -hmm. you know, we can do literally whatever the fuck we want to do because it's a lot of countries out here. It ain't like that. Absolutely and it's not. unfortunate that a lot of people, a lot of Americans don't realize that. So they take it for granted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's 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 one thing to um cuz I will always have a problem with the make a make America great again slogan. I mm -hmm. think that's bullshit. Um but I will not not acknowledge the fact that we are in a pretty amazing country. Yes, we it's a lot of fucked up shit, but we're in one of the greatest countries in the world. So mm -hmm. 
um, he he it was his life life's work to make sure that our union um, stays great. So, moving right along, um, <laughs> the next story is sort of a follow up. I don't think we've ever spoken about this on mm-hmm. the show, but um, to all of our New Jersey listeners or tri-state listeners. Um, there was news of a five-year-old girl who was kidnapped. We all got the Amber Alert to our phone. Um, still to this day, she has not been seen or found. Um, I'm going to say that one more time. Five years old. Oh. Um, she was, I think she was in Bridgeton, New Jersey. I'm just pulling up my audio right here. Um, I hope it's still where I need it to be. Yeah. So, uh, officials in New Jersey have received more than a dozen calls since releasing a composite sketch of a possible eyewitness in the disappearance of five-year-old Dulce Maria Alaves, um, Bridgeton Police Chief Michael Gaimari said. Um, she disappeared shortly after 5 p.m. on September 16th, a month ago, mm. um, at Bridgeton City's par- City Parks. Bridgeton is in South Jersey. Um in this parks ball field and playground area um investigators released a sketch of the possible witness um and the police chief told cnn that they received about a dozen calls overnight and several more calls wednesday this is news as of yesterday mind you she was gone since september 16th um the girl's mother noima alaves perez said that dulce was playing on the the swings with her three-year-old brother while she sat in her car about 30 yards away, sketchy, mm-hmm. um, with a relative, according to police, Perez told the police that the three-year-old returned to the car without his sister and she could not find Dulce. The three-foot-five, 40-pound girl has not been seen since. Investigators on Tuesday released a sketch of a man who was reportedly seen in the park around the time that she went missing. Um, We're asking this person or anyone who may recognize him to come forward as investigators wish to speak with him, as it is believed that he may have information that is helpful in determining the circumstances that led to Dulce's disappearance. This is what the police are saying. The Amber Alert issued the day after Dulce disappeared, described a possible suspect as a Hispanic male between 5'6 and 5'8 with a thin build, no facial hair and acne on his face. He was wearing orange sneakers, a red pants, and a black shirt. It is said that the man was driving a red van with tinted windows, but official cautioned that the information came from a, quote, child of tender years, end quote. And they said they, quote, will not discount it, end quote, end quote will not ask the public to disregard it, end quote. So, I said all that to say, this is as of 4.10 on Wednesday, October 16th on CNN. This is straight from CNN, right? Um, I told you guys that I would be speaking about Miss Tony D. Rivera again, as she is important in one of these news stories. So, again, this is from CNN saying that they have a possible... Pos- not suspect. They have a po- po- a possible eyewitness. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that in my life. Right. I've never heard right. that, that you guys are looking for a pie. How the fuck do you know what I seen? Mm-hmm. Right. And you looking for me? Mm-hmm. Right. And you got this from a child of tender, tender years. years. Right. right. Now I'm going to play some audio um, from the Breakfast Club interview of Tony D. Rivera um, just two days ago. And again, she she discussed plenty of stories. Right. This story just so happened to come up, and I'm going to let the audio speak for itself. Hopefully, it does what I want it to do. 
There's no age limits to this shit. There's no age limit. Now, what, what do you think should no, happen? Oh, let him tell her about the four-year-old, because I need everybody else to feel this anxiety that she made me feel. Tell him about the four-year-old. Tell him about the four-year-old. Yes, um, oh it was a four-year-old um, I was reached out to about, um, but how it, that played out, her mother was also in it, uh, in the life. But she sent the four-year-old off for a debt payment because she wanted to be out. Um, it's on my page about it. That's it's been all on the news and stuff. But... It, that's how it starts. You know, I need for people to understand that it's no age limit. No age limit. Latinos and African Americans are going to go missing far more than someone Caucasian. And I can explain that in a minute. But the reason why there's no age limit to it is because I want they want to start fresh. They want to start young. What you do is when you get a kid their age, you put those kids, you, they, they house those kids. It's called inbred. Inbred sex trafficking. I'm going to stop it there because mm. she gets into some extremely explicit descriptions mm. of how these sex traffickers are training four and five and six year old children mm-hmm. on how to have sex. Um, to put it in layman's terms or to put it just a little less crazy, uh, what she said was, well, first of all, let's go back to the fact that y'all heard her say her, the mom was mm-hmm. already in that life and didn't want to be in that shit no and more. The fact that so the she mom sold was in the car. her fucking daughter. The mm-hmm. mom was supposed to get $15,000 for her daughter in order for her to run. The bitch got caught. Mm-hmm. The mom is in jail. Mm-hmm. This lady purposely left her daughter out there with her three-year-old brother mm-hmm. so she could get taken mm-hmm. you know what um what's so what's so crazy is that um if you know where i was a couple weeks ago um while i was there um i heard some stories about different homeless people and what they do to different children is pass them along to different people to get money mm-hmm. And what's crazy is because in this town, I'm so used to like, like, I'm not used to seeing a like a I don't want to call it an influx, but an increase of homeless, homeless people. It's just like, OK, my heart melts when you see it's one thing to see adult homeless people. And it's another thing to see adults with children and the children are doing like on this particular day kicking a soccer ball i'm like okay i'm gonna get money so the, this person said no I, I know your heart means well but you never know what that child is about to go through and i'm like damn i never really thought of it no, like it's that. crazy like she literally said that they'll keep the kids like in a closet for days don't feed them and then the first thing that they give them when they come out the closet and get them some food, the first food they get is a cucumber. Like you teaching these babies how to like like subconsciously, right? So that when they do become, I guess, quote unquote, of age, this is something that's normal to them. This is something that is not is not learned, but it's something that they've been doing for years. Right. What she said, inbred. So it's like. I say that to say you got CNN talking about uh, we got a potential fucking eyewitness when Shorty know the whole story. She knows exactly what happened. And the mom just so happened to get caught. Right. So happened. Like now you you in jail. Right. Your daughter's gone. That little girl, like, 
I hate to say it. Like, I hope she come back, but, dog, she five. Mm-hmm. Like, she five. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy to just hide a little baby. When you're a grown-ass, not a grown-ass girl, but, like, a older person, you're a bigger person, literally, in size. In terms of visual, it's easier for me to see that. Oh, I've been seeing this face on the new, there she go right there. Mm-hmm. But a baby? And she also talks about how in Philly, these niggas are putting these girls in hijabs. Hijabs, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Muslim coverings. How you gonna find them then? Not babies, but these girls that they, they call it garbing them up. Mm. Putting them in garb. So, so that they're not technically um, going through the Muslim... Re- no, they're not. Mu- they're putting it on them so that... Because you it's so easy. Them. Now, Amber Alert is real. You know what I'm saying? Amber Alert put the picture out there. So if I put you in garb, the one where you can't see nothing but your eyes, mm-hmm. how, how she was like, if that gets out of hand, this is going to make my job so much harder. And one thing I wanted to say is that this lady, Tony Rivera, being that she was in that life so deep, she still got her connections. So the way that she's able to get in and get phone calls and get these girls back home, because there was just a girl from Jersey. I think she was 15 or 16, Hispanic girl from Jersey. She was found in West Philly. It was all over Shade Room. Like, yo, this that girl that's missing. She looked like she having the time of her life. And you got people in the comments like, yo, this girl probably drug right now. Or she might be fucked up. She might not be in the right state of mind. And the way that she gets these calls is that it's the same premise of let's say I'm a drug dealer and I've been hustling my whole life on this one corner and then all of a sudden this new drug dealer come around and think he about to take my territory and take my corner well it's the same way for these prostitutes the prostitutes ain't gonna want the new uh-huh. the new young hot girls coming around on a corner so what they do they call Tony Tony, you got to come get this girl and get her home. She's not about to be on my corner. Mm-hmm. It's a little more vulgar than that, what they say. Mm-hmm. So they but about to risk it's life. more like, get this bitch off my corner. Yeah. And then Tony goes in and does what she needs to do. And that's how these girls are being brought home. They get back home. It's so crazy because it's such an illustrious and such a um, sophisticated operation. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers, the traffickers, are getting jobs as managers or, you know, as cooks or at, at McDonald's and fast food restaurants and they putting a card in your bag. Mm. Wanting you to call them. Sending out these random... If you ever get a text on your phone, just some random shit with a link, don't... I mean, common sense, don't click that shit. Right. But... Oh, I seen that. I just was on her page. I seen that. And... There's so many ways that they have of just getting you. And when she said there's no age limit... She's dead ass serious. Mm-hmm. She talked about R. Kelly and how them girls, they said, how can the R. Kelly, the two girls, that's with R. Kelly, how they going, how could, how could we get them? She's like, you can't get them home. Mm. These girls are brainwashed to the point where they, they want whatever it is that they're, the satisfaction or the nurturing that they're getting from him, even while he in jail, mm-hmm. they know that if they go home, they're not going to get that no more. Mm-hmm. So they're so fucked up. That they like, nah, we choosing to be here. But she said it's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's the same it's, And they thing. take these, ba- like you said, they taking them as babies. Yep. So these babies don't know. They are, they are learning. They're being conditioned as if they just came out of the womb. And they just, they take them at a young age and then they breed them. Right. Into who they, you know, to what they want them to be and how they want them to live. And it's just Absolutely. so It's fucked, man. Another way she said, because I told you she was one of the mm-hmm. traffickers. She said she would go to churches. She would go to um, schools she she pledged a whole sorority mm. she pledged delta mm. wasn't even enrolled in that fucking school 
and pledged. And pledged. She crossed. No, I mean, yeah, but it wasn't mm-hmm. real. She mm-hmm. wasn't. She was. I mean, she's. She now has denounced. Mm-hmm. Denounced. I don't even know if it's denouncing because it's like, did you even really become right. one? But I say that to say, they in Atlanta. That shit big. Mm. That trafficking shit big. Oh she was like, they would have these jobs. Mm-hmm. Whatever the job is, you come for your interview. You get called back for a second interview. When you at the second interview, they putting shit in your drinks and you waking up somewhere else. Wow. Like, it's wild because you got these young girls out here who are so desperate to just make it. And, you know, to to, to have money and to have this lifestyle. And it's like, she said it was just so easy to get people to. She was like, like how on that R. Kelly doc, them girls, excuse me, at the concerts. Mm -hmm. She's like, that was me. Mm. She said she cool with the girl Lisa. Wow. She was like, yeah, Lisa was, you know. And they like, well, you saying she was like in sex trafficking? She was like, not exactly, but like, you know, she was running in the same circles I was mm. in. Because apparently Miss Miss Tony Rivera was like popping mm-hmm. back then. And she was like, it wasn't even hard to persuade people to come and be down. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucked, and it's something to really think about, and it is no age limit. It could be us. It could be babies. It could Mm -hmm. be teenagers. It's whomever. So watch your surroundings. These are the things that they were asking her, like, how do we prevent this? I got to watch this when I get home. That's what I'm doing. She's like, you know, watch watch your surroundings. If you got kids, you need to know who your kids' parents are. You need to know where your kids' friends live at. Like ain't no just My kids ain't going to nobody house. going out and and you don't know where the fuck they Mm-mm. going ain't none of that because once these niggas know your life mm-hmm. they got you because they could threaten you with anything. Right. So that that's just scary. Crazy. It's scary to watch shit like that, but we have to stay informed. We need to know. We have to stay informed. And us having this platform, like yo, hopefully I've spooked a couple people mm-hmm. to at least just go watch that interview. It's right on YouTube. Her name mm-hmm. is T O N I D. R-I-V-E-R-A You'll find her interview Put it in uh, Breakfast Club On YouTube It's right there It's like 45 minutes or so I, I, I think it's a good idea For, 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 for you for you Thank to watch you for that. bringing that information Amber Honestly um, Because I Like I said I had no idea of this interview I didn't know that this about this woman um so i am like especially now i'm just not intrigued but it's just like i have a responsibility to know about this so that i can keep my eye out and so for the children around me right. or whatever right. like i make them aware that of how to operate in certain situations and that's it- why the news is able mm-hmm. to just be so blind because yes. now it's like do we believe this? Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like are y'all when- trying to blindside us because you really know what's going on? Right. Or is it that you really don't fucking know what's going on? It just makes it, like, more realistic because um, I have some friends whose, um, I-, I don't want to say children, but our nieces yeah. are extra friendly. Oh, my and niece it, all it, the way. And it's and it's just like it's their intentions is to be friendly, but it's just like you don't want to take that innocence away from them. Right. But it's just like, yo, get the fuck back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like And you really we really gotta keep instilling stranger danger into our children mm-hmm. around us. Because right. one thing she said, she was like, Yo, we ain't have stranger danger mm-hmm. when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? When I was a kid. She all that freak nigga at 14, 15. Wow. Like what? And they ju- and they and they canceled it in like the late. In the I can 80s only imagine the amount of trafficking that was going like that. on in, mm-hmm. in, in in those kind of times. That's right. terrible. It's probably. I mean, it is. I can't say probably because it's so it's so frequent, and we gotta be conscious and like 
force ourselves to care. Because mm-hmm. like you said, when I be in Amber Alerts, I'm like, damn. But I never think like, oh, I'm about to catch this person. Mm-hmm. But it's that shit real. Now every Amber Alert I see, I'm going to be like, damn, that's probably some, these this probably mm-hmm. ain't going to come back. Mm-hmm. Or this, this person might be about to be sold into some mm-hmm. shit. It makes me more privy to be able to like post it. Absolutely. Like because you know, not even the Amber Alert, but like like Just you said, the lo- the lost girl or the but lost. But you know, boy. they said sometimes, the, and it's so fucked up the way the world is. They said sometimes you can't always repost those because sometimes it be the motherfucker that like like let's say I'm a mom and I got my daughter and I'm trying to get away from an abusive father, mm-hmm. and it's the father like, oh, this is my lost daughter, and now everybody putting out this, mm-hmm. oh, this girl is missing when really she with her mom who's trying to get away from an abuse. So mm-hmm. I try to make I, I fact check, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I click shit and I make sure it's from a police department or it's some real it's some real shit or like mm-hmm. Amber Alert. But even if what if the what if that person got through the amber alert technology right what like, if they got through to to the police department yeah it's huh. fucked it's a fucked up world that we live in it's Oof. terrible but we gotta we gotta stay we gotta stay cognizant of that shit absolutely oh my jesus oh my god thank you for that information maybe amber. you need to go first next time because lord jesus, i know i brought the mood down but that shit really no up. but it's yeah. so real you know like it's scary it's scary that could be either of us it could be right. any of us right you never fucking know you're absolutely right well now i gotta Just, tell my little cousins like stop talking to people don't you, they you, say you, you gotta to, be there right it's, it's not like even you stop gotta talking be around, you know it's just like that's not like if i have kids it's over for mm-hmm. them you're not having no friends i'm sorry you're not going to nobody and now else. i just appreciate my mom so much mm-hmm. oh my god i wanted to get away so much like please i don't what right my mother told me i couldn't sleep at nobody house never i couldn't even be at in my friend's sweet 16 if they, they want to sleep they could come here mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a barely barely yeah. You got your Never own bed. Never was able what? to sleep over it. Well, why you want to sleep on the floor? You got your own bed. Yeah, but right. my, my mother, she was good for letting people come over, but she wasn't really down uh-uh. with me going And nowhere. now it's like we see why. Because mm-hmm. right as a kid, you like, you just don't want me to have no fun. You mm-hmm. don't want me to be cool. You don't want, you yeah. know. I couldn't even go on my senior class trip. I ain't even going to hold you. Word. Nope. Yeah. My mother, my Uncle mother. Ross right. said that like tw- 20 minutes ago in my head. I said, Uncle Ross said 15 minutes. <laughs> the hell is he at? Nah, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> do nothing. Anything that involves I spending the either. night outside of the house, my mother was not right. with the shit. Right, yeah. she so, barely with the shits now. Right, <laughs> and you grown, grown, and I pay her rent. Shit, <laughs> but you, but you know what it is. So it's just I'm um, protecting, protecting us. So yeah, I, I yo this this social's been. Ooh. Yeah, this was, this like was a good social. This is a good. Um, good. So let's liven it up a little bit. Good job, um, friends. So we got these segments right? right, Amber. I'm sorry. Let me be my and you be quiet. Anyways, go back um, Mike. So. We're gonna liven it up a little bit um, and get into. I think a letter. You got a letter. I'm, what I about a, our, we doing our private segments or no? Hey, I well, I have one. I, I have, have mine a, too. Okay, y'all want to do that before the letter? Mm. I mean, after. Uh, I, but, yeah, be, before the before yeah. the letter. Okay. Yeah, I'll be so real. For, real. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll be okay. real quick. Um, My so bad. it's word on the street. So it's word on the street with your boy HJ. So today's word is influence. Um, I wanted to do two parts, um, two part wording. Um, is like the um, the tense, the tense verbiage of it. But I'm gonna go with the um, the influence. So influence, according to Webster's dictionary, to have an to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or affect itself. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy coming right after what what. Um, 
Amber said about the traffic and I'm like, damn, should I have changed my word? But whatever. Um, so influence, I wanted to go into like the influencer and the influence. Um, so more so on the influencer, like just more so watch, watch, watch what you do. Um, because you never, you, you gotta realize who is watching you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be careful what you post and how you post what you wear, because being that influencer is that person that has to take charge and being responsible for those that come after you, because you are setting precedents, not only, but you're also setting the tone for the next generation. Precedents. You said presidents. No, I, I president. Okay. I know what you meant. Friend. Right. I know what you meant. Okay. But I, I'm sorry. So. They being the influence, you have to make sure that you be careful who you are influenced by. Sure. Because not only just like the influencer, they have to be careful on how they influence others around them. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful what you're being fed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because just like listening to music and watching television shows, you got to be careful that you don't want to become that person and you gain that your own identity and the way that you are the way that you want to be influenced and fed is in a positive sense so you got to make sure whether you're the influencer or being influenced you got to make sure and watch your surroundings and watch the things around you mm-hmm. because that is it can be either positive or very toxic Mm. so if you're really wanting to be positive you got to be careful because those around you word travels being influenced you got to be careful as well because the same way word travels you feeding yourself and it's just like feeding yourself grease feeding yourself fried foods like those things may be good for some, but the after effect may not be good. You may not enjoy what the repercussions of that may be. Mm-hmm. So whether you're influenced or influenced, you got to be careful. But at the end of the day, make sure that it's in a positive sense. And that is the word on the street. Oh, come on. Uh, closing. I like right. that. Friend. Right, right, right. That, <laughs> listen, y'all better learn, learn how to be an influencer and stop being so easily influenced. Mm-hmm. I hear that, friend. Um, I guess I'll go next. My segment is called, is it's a mental health segment, and it's called a segment about nothing. I'm not saying that mental health means nothing, but to a lot of people out there, they ignore mental health like it's nothing mm-hmm. um, when it's really a thing. Um, so today, last week, I just wanted to give you guys just some pointers in starting a mental health journey as to when you start doing that, you start recognizing um, ancestral traumas. And that's kind of the beginning of your um Journey, because sometimes when people say seek therapy or whatever, and they go and talk about how they feel, but we never really, you know, get into where this feeling comes from or how we could have been conditioned in, you know, in feeling these type of things. So I wanted to today um, give you another um, thing to think about. And maybe you might not think that you're suffering um, from any mental illnesses and you might not be suffering from mental illness, but you might have some things that you need to be conscious of within yourself, because I would have you know that a lot of 
physical ailments or physical things that may be problematic for you are a result of some mental stresses that you might have. And a lot of people don't realize that your these mental it like mental health is also physical too Mm -hmm. um if you don't take care of your mental health you can endure a lot of uh, physical health problems and um there are factors of maybe your lifestyle that can influence the state of both your physical and mental health which is the amount that you exercise or the lack of your diet if you're a smoker Um, There are long-term health conditions that can be a factor of mental health, like psoriasis. Psoriasis is a condition which is commonly, like, characterized by the red flaky sores on your skin. Um, So there are things like that that can come into play. But there are small things that I think that people um, should realize. And I started my whole, like... I I went down like a rabbit hole because I saw a post on Instagram um, where the meme was titled, I wish people knew that my mental health is so physical too. Um, And then I looked at the meme and all the things that this, you know, that they named like headaches, um, a painful jaw and teeth. Like if you get headaches or fatigue and exhaustion, it's because your mind is running literally like a hundred miles a minute, painful jaw and teeth. You grinding your teeth because you have sensory overload, um, heart palpitations. If your shoulders are always tense. And the reason why I stood out to me, cause I'm like, yes, that's so true. Like anytime I would get a massage somewhere, they would be like, are you okay? Like your, 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 your shoulders are so tense or you're so tense in your back or your neck. And I actually developed a pinched nerve in my the back of my neck because mm-hmm. I'm always so tense. And so that's where my migraines come from, actually, is because I, I had to have a whole, like, I had MRIs and everything to figure out, like, you have a pinched t- nerve and literally in the nape of my neck that travels around and gives me migraines two to three times a month. And... At that time when I figured that out It was because I had a straight migraine for two weeks I couldn't stop Every day for two weeks I had a migraine The doctors told me that um, um, If you have an upset stomach a lot of the time um, Or you, you constantly have butterflies or cramps in your stomach it's, That's a stress issue um, And you might want to look into that um, If you sweat during the night You don't sleep and you just wake up in cold sweats Um if you have bitten or sore fingers, biting your nails and things like that, these are things that you want to pay attention to because these are not just bad habits or just things that you experience. You need to look at the root of why you're experiencing those things. You understand what I'm saying? Though these your mental affects your physical. You can't sleep at night. It's not because you got insomnia just because I, I just don't sleep. It's because there are lots of things that play from your mental well your mental wellness that is now taken on to you physically and I can attest to it because I experienced in those things myself I've I've experienced like a life like lifestyle changes that I should make that I just don't want to make and then I build like like habits that are not good so you want to um just be attuned to those type of things because it will affect your physical health in the long term. Heart disease. Understand what I'm saying? Heart disease. People don't understand that heart disease just doesn't come from you having a bad diet. 
it could result from that. However, you have a bad diet because you eat the wrong things because the things that you eat make you feel good. Mm-hmm. So you understand what I'm saying? It's all a cycle. And also, when you hear about people dying from a broken heart, that's a really true thing. You know, when people die from a broken heart after loss or after something, that happens. And that can cause really like a true detriment to your physical health. So um, that that's a segment about nothing. And I intrigue you to um, just read up and try to gain some more information. And if you relate to any of those symptoms that I named, um, look into it and, and see how you can make that change on your life. And maybe it'll employ you to kind of be like, oh, wait, you know what? I really do feel like, you know, maybe that did affect me and I didn't really think about it. I put it in the back of my mind, but ever since that happened, now I'm doing things differently or I don't feel so good. It, it's all a cycle. Your mental and your physical health, they run together, beloved. Stress yeah. is a silent killer. Yep, right. absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, thanks for that segment mm-hmm. about nothing. That was great. I, I love the um, dichotomy of like, I'm sorry. I love the... Um, I'll say juxtaposition mm-hmm. of you know a segment about nothing when it's really about a bunch of heavy, powerful shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. So Thanks, hope y'all uh, took notes on that because that was some real shit. So I'm gonna get into a real quick, super, super to the point. Um, Amber's little gems today, and it kind of um, like I, I I found a way to actually like run it into a segment about nothing today's a segment about nothing because um you spoke about things that might not necessarily be bad for my things that may be bad for us but they make us feel good mm-hmm. um today i want to talk about and if you don't know um amber's little gems is typically like advice for like business owners and entrepreneurs and people who need a little bit of motivation whether it's business advice life advice just a little kick in the ass like yo Mm -hmm. you got this you can really do it um today i'm going to be taking what typically would be a business tip but it's going to be flipped into a life tip because i think that it could work for both ways so um on my business page, I did a IGTV video about brand versus branding. Because a lot of people think, like, when they hear the word brand, they just think, like, oh, that's my company. That's my business, right? And when they hear the word branding, they say, well, maybe my branding is, like, my logo and my color palette and, you know, all the creative visual things that go into my brand. And I want to take that a step further into, like, making it a personal thing, Right? Because we all have a personal brand mm-hmm. about ourselves, whether we want to accept that fact or not. Um, you have a brand. You have a brand. You, Uncle Rye, you have a brand. Um, not necessarily you have a business, but you yourself are your own brand. Mm-hmm. And how you, how seriously you take your branding can affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't give a fuck, about your outward disposition or if your mental health is taking you to a space where you don't give a fuck about your outward disposition um sometimes we may need to go back to the drawing board of when we initially 
wrote out our morals and values for our brand to get us back to where we need to be, right? So just real quick, yes, just to answer the question, yes, there is a difference between a brand and branding. Um, the way I teach it is that your brand is the experience and your branding is your vi- your visual identity. Mm-hmm. So if we taking it to like a personal level on people, my brand, I always say, is how people and what people say about me when I am not in the room. Mm-hmm. That is your brand. Because people going to tell you all the cool shit while you're there. Mm-hmm. People going to tell you what you want to hear when you're there. But when you're not in that room, I promise you, if you think about it, that's your brand. The way that we speak about companies and shit, those companies don't know what we're saying about them, right? So that's their brand. Now, branding is how I dress, my hair, Mm -hmm. my makeup that I may put on, right? That's my branding because I'm hoping that my branding will tie into what I'm hoping that my brand is. Mm -hmm. Um, Your brand can be considered your values, your morals, um, your vision of how you think that people, uh, what's the word, perceive you. Um, your branding is how you actually like articulate that, so to speak. So, like I said, if I'm going to, if I'm going on a date, and I met this person online, maybe my branding gonna be a little, <laughs> a little better than a day when I'm just in the crib and I'm chilling, mm-hmm. right? Because my branding is how I'm is is what you visually like see of me. Now, if we take that into like a business, a business sense, if I have a business where my values and my core issues and my you know what I really believe in are A, B, C, D, and E, and my branding don't reflect that, that's a equation for what's the opposite of success? Failure. Yeah. <laughs> I had a brain fart. Yes, girl. I had a brain fart. Um. So that's, you know, that's a, like that's like an equation for failure. So I'm saying all this to say, um, I think that it's important that we take heed to not only our brand, mm-hmm. but also our branding, right. um, especially those of you who are entrepreneurs and who are like business owners or who may be um, even searching for a job, right? In, in search of a new position, you might be going on interviews and things like that. Like, you need to really focus on, am I presenting myself in a way that matches what I'm thinking? Am I, I could have all the degrees and I could be this super educated woman, you know, perfect match for this job. But am I presenting myself that this job yeah. sees that? By just looking, looking at, at me, me. Right. Mm-hmm. and not even hearing me speak, wow. right? Yeah. right? I think it's really important that we take those things into consideration because sometimes people not going to take you seriously mm-hmm. if you're not projecting what they want you to project. Yeah, that's a fact. So um, that was quick. I mean, I don't really have much else. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure that your branding matches your brand and make sure that your brand matches your branding amen that was good oh, Amber. thank you for that okay. i love our little segments yeah they're pretty good thank you yo but just to give a little tidbit um if you have any questions for amber's little gems 
or the segment of nothing or if you have something uh, a word that you want to be defined um for the word on the street you can either hit us up on it's the people's podcast at gmail.com or slide into our dms no pun intended at the people's podcast at ig so feel free even if you have suggestions if you have any comments if you want to see something new from the podcast you can just hit either our ig or our um email snapchat coming soon (laughs) (laughs) oh we did talk about doing snapchat snapchat really coming this soon i mean like you know um we said a lot of things about like video and different things like that, but now we go. Listen to me. We got we got a pot of soup for you guys. It's Ooh, winter time, so stay tuned and be warm. You I had know. some ramen today. Oh, you did you? How was it? It was amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. was it good ramen? Yeah, it was. I got it from Ani Ramen. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout so out. So now Ani we're Ani. gonna get into our last segment of the day. Um, I just want to say I think this was a really good episode, mm-hmm. and I am extremely happy on our progression and our growth. Um, as like you know, media people and mm-hmm. like almost journalists. I don't want to call myself a journalist because I didn't go to school for journalism, and I don't ever want to take that away from someone who did go to school for journalism. But goddamn it. I feel like we are on our way. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, shout out to the progression that is the People's Podcast. Um, If you don't pick up yourself, then nobody else will. So, uh, our final thought is usually what we want to leave our listeners with, our our co-hosts with. Um, We try to make it good. We try to make it juicy. Um, Juicy. Anybody already have theirs up and want to go? I got mine. Go for Um, it. So I'm going to read a scripture. Um, it's Proverbs 18 and 21. Um, Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love shall eat the fruit thereof. Um, we're so as a community so used to speaking death and speaking negativity to those around us. Um, but it, it is like foreign to speak positivity. Um in our own lives mm-hmm. and those around us. Um, my final thought is more so like, why is it so hard to speak positivity on yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, because because you're so used to um, speaking ne- negativity or hearing negativity in your in your ear or in your surroundings that doesn't mean that you cannot big up your sister or your brother or even yourself and may maybe like i've been saying for the whole 2019 maybe your new years need to be start starting today to make sure that you speak nothing but positivity because we're so used to negativity happening um in our lives and i know that some of us i think amber said it a couple weeks ago oh when something good is coming to us um like i feel like something negative is about to come no if i continue to speak positivity it's going to come so when negativity come comes my way, it's still going to be positive because guess what? I've already prepared myself with the battle with the armor of security and I prepared myself with the armor of protection that will secure me through all seasons. So you have to all not not only prepare yourself, but you have to 
are you have to already prepare your circle because when you are down you have to make sure that your circle is also going to protect you as well mm -hmm. so i say to you like if if i just say that scripture translation means life and death is it comes from the power of the tongue why are we so into speaking death we have to also speak, speak life, life. Because Amen. life comes from those around us. Stop killing each other and also stop killing everyone around you and speak life into them. Mm -hmm. Just like I said in the Godfather, we need to continue to have each other's back. We have something called the spinal cord that keeps us together. We need to continue that if somebody doesn't have that backbone, you be that backbone because you never know when you are without it, they can be yours. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Um, my final thought is three, three words. Um, it was necessary. That's exactly where I'm coming from. Wow, it was necessary. Um, and my friends are familiar, but I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with a video on YouTube of a song that um, Fantasia sings with her background singers right. and musician. Mm. Um, and the song simply says, I am who I am today because God used my mistakes. Mm. He worked them for my good like no one ever could. God told me to tell you that it was necessary. Right. As I began my happy hour, I spoke to you guys how I am in a very, and uh, I'm in a position of transition and I am uncomfortable, um, but however, I'm very faithful. I posted something on my Insta story, I think yesterday, and I said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but God is faithful even when you are not. Mm. Everything that has happened to you Everything that I'll speak for myself, everything that has happened to me has caused me to be discouraged. But God is still faithful even when I am discouraged. God only asks me to have faith in him and sometimes I don't. And God is still faithful even when I am not. And he reminds me that everything that I have been through up to this moment, to this day, <laughs> to this day, has <laughs> been necessary. You understand what I'm saying? And so I say that to say that to you all. Um, it might not be Sunday every day for you, but hallelujah anyhow, because Facts. everything that you have gone through, everything that you are currently going through is and was necessary for mm. your elevation. You need mm. to elevate. You need to get to the next level. And so sometimes you have to endure some bullshit. Sometimes the tables get turned. Sometimes the door closes and you can't figure out which other door to knock on to get in. But it's all necessary for your growth. And I would not be the woman that I am that can come on my podcast and speak about my mental illnesses and my mental wellness journey. I'm coming to y'all open, an open book. And I used to not like to be that way. Everything that I have gone through has 
brought me to the woman that I am now and I am in confirmation I stand in confirmation knowing that everything that I have went through was necessary hmm. amen hmm. all right well I'm gonna take a, a word out of Joe's book I know we only got a couple minutes left but um Yo, you usually, uh, when you go last on a final thought, you usually say it's crazy how mm-hmm. we, t- especially today, mm-hmm. didn't even like really talk about the segments today, let alone final thought. And each of our final thoughts um, have a spiritual tone to them because I promise you, I had no idea that y'all were going to go there today, mm-hmm. but I'm going to finish it out and I'm okay. going to go there right with y'all. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so my final thought is a testament to... The fact that I, too, have been in a very um, trying time, <laughs> right? Um, and it's crazy. I say that I say that with a smile on my face because we could be we could be going through the most trying times and there's still people out there hating on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you only fucking knew what my right. bank account said, <laughs> if you only knew how far behind I am on my PSENG bill. So I found it very necessary uh-huh. um i found it very fitting that and i don't know if you guys know who sarah jakes robert is but that's uh bishop td jake's daughter uh-huh. and i love watching her she's very motivational and there was a video today that was actually reposted by another girl boss that i follow and the subject of what she was speaking about um was isaiah 40 and 31 the scripture reads, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And it's like, damn. That is one of my favorite scriptures. Like, mm. I wasn't ready for that, sis. Mm. And I, I listened to her preach when she was preaching. And I'm like, damn, like, this was the time in this, this very second today at work that I read that. I'm like, that's really what I needed. Because she's what she said was... And these ain't my words. These is hers. But what she said was, sometimes you got to wait to see what God is going to do in the midst of your trials and tribulations. Right. And what's crazy is you hating on me now, right? Mm -hmm. You hating on me right now. But you should have seen what I was waiting on for what you hating on right now. Back then, they didn't want me. Like, you should have seen what I, like, what? I like you think you people think you got money people think you are on this cloud nine people think that you just got your shit together and people push their negative ass energy mm-hmm. onto you and it's like if you only, only knew fucking what it took. knew are you I kidding me and i'm still I not am. even like i ain't even at my last super I saiyan level not. nigga like the f- I, I am i am still on like level two and you hating on me now. me now. You mad at me now? <laughs> so so look, so there's a song, not to cut you off on yet. It is a song um by India Ari. Mm-hmm. It's called Um I Am Life. Mm. I never heard that song. I never heard and I know India Ari, but Ooh. I'm like, I don't never heard I'm that. I'm gonna one. send it to you. That's my alarm in the morning. Well, you know, I got you, Apple Music, so I got no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> First of all, I have Apple Music. No, no, it's, it's, not, it's not even oh, on it's not Apple. on there? It's not. Oh. I thought that maybe that's why I never heard it. So, so I'm going to send it to you guys because I, I bought it. I would love to um, hear it. That's my alarm in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because when you wake up in the morning, you want to speak life right. mm-hmm. into yourself. Right. And, it, and, and the song, not to take away from your final thought, but it tells you, I am not 
what everybody in my past said that I was. Mm. I am not. I am not my soul. I am not what my ancestors are. I am life. Mm -hmm. So you have to realize that I am my own identity. Right. So I'm on. Um, Cause that had nothing to do with what I was talking about, but oh, okay, okay. it's fine. I like that. I'm, I want you to send me that song right now, actually. But my point was, okay. I said I was, I, I I can't. What you said <laughs> is what I translate. Down. What what I translated uh-huh. to. It was what. Because <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> God. What I was saying was, although I think your point was very valid, I don't believe that it was a direct. Uh, what's the word? You the intersection thesaurus. of what I was trying to get at, and I say that because. My my final thought wasn't really necessarily on some like super positive I am life shit. My final thought was like, no, I'm fucked up right now. Like, and I and that's okay. I could be that. But the fact that people still will see you in your fucked upness and be malicious and still hate and still dislike you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is. This was episode what is it? Forty eight. Forty eight of the People's Podcast. I fuck with y'all for listening to us. <laughs> I fuck with y'all for tuning in every week. Hopefully you find us entertaining enough to tune in again next week. Um Yeah, we'll see you next week. Um bye. See you next week. <laughs>